Hey friends, welcome to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Dare, a serial entrepreneur who has already made all of the money mistakes so you don't have to. Now I'm working on my money mindset, expanding my companies, and having open conversations with women around a subject that shouldn't be so taboo, money. My company, Woman-Owned Wallet, and I are determined to help you foster a more positive relationship with your wallet and help you create a life that makes you say, wow. Hey, money makers! Welcome back to another episode of Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I have Haley, one of my longtime maker friends and just friends in general. I've known her such a long time, but now we're finally here on the podcast. Um, I should say again, because we did fuck up the sound a couple times. <laughs> but you know, with new levels comes new devils. That's what we accept around here. So just thank you, Haley, for coming back for the third time to record this beautiful podcast. That of course. It's so much information they have to hear it. I was yeah. like, please come back, Haley. And she was like, yeah, girl, we got this. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. Again. <laughs> thank you for just being so nice about it. Every woman that I had to talk to about re-recording was so kind and patient. And I literally told my husband last night that I have surrounded myself with people that are at the same phase of like not being upset by things, but just knowing that, you know, it's going to happen when it happens and whatever works out best. Like you just, you're mm-hmm. also calm and kind and patient. And I <laughs> fucking, thank God. Thank God. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all had those moments. So it hits harder for us. And we know exactly what you're feeling in this moment. So, And you guys know I would not fuck around and find out. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm here. I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. You're about that business. I'm about this business. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, nah. I would never waste your time on purpose or, and I felt like at least we all got to hang out and everybody felt more comfortable being on here the second or third time now. Oh yeah. I'm just going to tell everybody I've done three podcasts. You've done three podcasts. You have. I have have video recording of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Haley. Well, let's talk a little bit about your beautiful, amazing business. Tell the people all about it. Well, I knit and I crochet basically anything with yarn. Truly. You guys, just so you know, those are different things. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, I knit and crochet Pokemon blankets, garments, art pieces, pretty much anything that you can think of. Yeah. She was just telling me about this great like Venus sign wall hanging that she has that she's going to bring for me. I can't wait. I want it in my life. Yeah, it goes with the aesthetic in here for sure. <laughs> and you like our new podcast mic since last I time. I do. I feel so fancy. It's They're so much more professional gold. than your other ones. And I didn't even think that was possible because those are really cool too. They seemed really cool, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we got way more fancy. Yeah. And I spent way more money. <laughs> and now it's way better. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We're here for the content. We love it. So knitting and crocheting is different. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me more about how you got started knitting or crocheting. Which one was first? Um, Actually knitting. And Mm -hmm. I had to create a project for a school I was applying to in high school. I went to a boarding school. I had to create a mathematical function with what it took to knit a scarf. And I created a science project around that. And then once I started, I didn't stop kept going and I eventually stumbled into crochet because you can make different shapes with it. It's a lot Mm. more freeing. With knitting, it's kind of hard to create objects, Mm -hmm. whereas crochet, you can make anything. 
So I started with crochet baby booties on Facebook Marketplace and it kind of just <laughs> took off from there. Yeah, I've ordered a crocheted Grow Grew Baby Yoda mm-hmm. from you for my bestie, Amanda, that was on the podcast. And she loves it. And she has an entire corner of all the Grow Grew stuff that people have given her because she's a collector, yep. a fandom yeah. collector. <laughs> and she loved it. Probably yours the most. We're just going to say that because I believe it's true. I've made so many of those things now. So many. I feel like crocheting is something I want to try because I tried knitting and I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crocheting is easier. It really is. And I want to make like... I'm just trying to manifest my baby sometime soon. So I'm like, I want to start like making little toys and yeah. and stuff from it. And I watched this mom on TikTok make a refrigerator and she made all of the pieces inside it for her baby. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's just so cute. Yeah. And I was like, I want to make my toys just like out of fiber. I want my kids to like have that. Like I made this for you, babe. It's so modern and chic right now, too. Right? All the crochet toys. Yeah. Have you seen the um, on the opposite end? <laughs> have you seen the, I'm sure you have, the uh, like booties and oh yeah, like penises mm-hmm. <laughs> people are crocheting on TikTok, too? Yeah. My mom actually sent me a link. It was like, can you make me these? And it's just a little penis pot holder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go on like the edge of a pan for mm-hmm. you to pick it up. <laughs> so, yeah, I've definitely seen those. <laughs> It's so fun to see what the world can create, isn't it? (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. So like six or seven years ago, whatever the fuck it is now of how long we've known each other, like we both were in the mall and I had the new black and I wanted to sell your fancy, fancy things in there. And I noticed that you started making vests Mm -hmm. and I thought they were the coolest thing ever because it again, it's something where I respect fiber art so much. I love it. But each medium, like me making dresses and you making crocheted and knitted items versus like my tufted rug that's behind me that is a wall art piece Mm -hmm. now of the pink money sign. Now, those ones are all so different than each other. And people, I mean, if people think that you can sew, they think you can do anything fiber art. Mm -hmm. I'm like, chill out, bro. I can't do that. I'm not that cool. I'm not as cool as Haley. I have I have no idea how many people have asked me just to weave them something. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Weaving's different. Yeah. Uh. You think I just have a loom? <laughs> no. I know a girl with a loom. A couple of them, actually. So let me know. But it's not what I do. It is so funny. Because, like, we all know and we can, like, laugh about it. But it's funny if you're not a maker listening. You're like, I don't know. We're different. Yeah. It's okay. Now you do. And you never now have to you admit know. you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You never have to tell anybody. Don't tell me. <laughs> but yeah, we've known each other for that long because you mm-hmm. sold items in the new black. Yeah, I did. It's so cool. You're actually where I got my start with commissioning for small businesses around no Louisville. And I'm in Shelbyville, Lawrenceburg now too. But yeah, you were the first. Yay. I like being the first. Yeah. Makes me happy. <laughs> Because also, like, it gives us more room for conversation around what do we want it to look like. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to look like it does anywhere else. Yep. Like, let's negotiate what we want to do. Yep. And we did. And we figured it out. And I have to tell you guys, like, it's no surprise to me that she got started with, like, mathematical equations. <laughs> because Haley is one of the people who has so seriously known her numbers the mm-hmm. entire time I've known her. And she leaves room for profit. Thank God, bitch. Yes. Yep. You need profit, y'all. 
you need it absolutely she leaves a lot of room for it too as she should (laughs) yeah because she's ruining her body (laughs) by doing it because crochet and sewing and this is probably why we love each other too is because our bodies are like slowly breaking down Mm -hmm. because we use them too much to make our art (laughs) yep it takes me about five minutes to stand up completely from sitting on the couch and crocheting (laughs) it's pretty bad Listen, we'll be those old ladies, you know, on cruises together, <laughs> but we're going to be like 50. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like 35. Honestly, <laughs> that's just get why there. we're trying to retire early because our bodies won't make it past that age. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty true. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like carpal tunnel, arthritis, <laughs> tons of issues. But anyways, back to the numbers. You got to make sure that you leave room for profit and that you've calculated your materials, your cost of goods sold together, mm-hmm. your cogs. Mm. Yep. And you're the person that I feel like I met first in the maker world that knew them. Yeah. She brought me like a whole line sheet. <laughs> she knew which colors we could do. We and like the catalog. <laughs> the catalog of all of the options for yarns and how long it took her and how mm-hmm. much she needed me to charge as her wholesaler, Mm -hmm. as her stockist, to be able to get the money that she needed from it. And I just felt like I've mentored so many people about their pricing and given them permission to charge more to make room for profit. And I never once had to do that for you. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, you did that for me. I was like, I need some more profit, bitch. Get it together, Amanda. I mean, it helps that I'm really fast and I've had 10 plus years of experience Mm -hmm. but knitting and crocheting is something that you can't do consistently and constantly hour after hour you have to get up stop or do something else especially because this isn't my main source of income yet and so you have to figure out how to keep it affordable for someone to purchase it but Mm -hmm. also make the money that you deserve for making it totally it's a hard balance Mm -hmm. it's a hard line to ride yep because some people will be like not about it at all. And of course, we need the people that care enough about handmade, about Mm -hmm. small business, about, I mean, just literally every ounce of creativity and vision that you're putting into it. But we also know that inflation's real. (laughs) Money, like all of our costs of goods are going up. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, my fabric, it tripled Mm -hmm. in price. And I only went up like 10 bucks yep. in price. And I made my first price increase for the new black. It was so hard. It was so scary. And I thought people would be like, no, yeah. mm. nobody cared. Mm-mm. They were like, your price is three times. You should charge me three times. <laughs> I was like, you're not wrong. Yep. But I also knew which price point they were comfortable with and all of that too. Mm-hmm. So you have to like ride the line and it is hard, but there is also a market price for stuff. Like yes. jewelry does not cost as much as it's charged Mm-hmm. but creativity does <laughs> and actually jewelry is really great to get into because it's so light to carry with you too I was always like at markets and I would see jewelry designers and respect them so much I mean I still respect the art and it does depend on how much you know you're putting some effort into some pieces versus other pieces just like anything we do but I was like carrying bags and bags and bags of clothes and they're so heavy. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) And I was like, you get to walk away with like a tiny wagon that you only had to fill up once. Mm -hmm. So jelly. Yeah. I want to do it too. Yeah. (laughs) know exactly what you mean. Hauling yarn. Have you done a lot of different events? I've done a couple. Yeah. You've done ones with me. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. have. And 
I really love the flea off market, especially yeah. their holiday bazaars. They're really great. You see literally everyone you've ever known from yeah. Louisville there. Everybody goes to this. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It is just a cycle of thousands of people. And it's really great because you get your name out there, even if it's not super profitable. But it almost always is because of the amount of people. Yeah. It's a really great opportunity to be able to go to one of those. And they keep getting bigger every year. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do the flea off market again this year. You kind of just inspired me to maybe do it too. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. The holiday bazaar, it's like three weekends. It's yeah. amazing. I'm not sure what I want to do this year with markets. I'm like still mm-hmm. trying to decide because we are such a well-run machine here now that I don't want to interrupt that flow at all yeah and i don't want to like overwork my team and i know we'll make a lot and of course we could make more but it's one of those things where it's like if i'm gonna have somebody do the events it's probably gonna be me yeah because i can just handle it i've already done it it wouldn't take new training whereas like in the store they got this Mm -hmm. they can totally rock this out yeah but being open every day after thanksgiving until the new year it's quite a lot yeah as well yeah but i'm trying to make another 100 to 150 grand so and I gotta do what I gotta good. do. It feels good talking about your stuff too. Yeah. So going to these markets and being able to interact with your people, especially when most of my business is online, it's a new experience that I like to have every year. Yeah. And the people that care about small business go there. Mm-hmm. They might not come down to Nulu. They might not know that we're a thing down here. Yeah. And so it's good for me to introduce it to them. It's good for you to get that additional income and recognition. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of storefronts don't also do events. So well, you had a storefront so long, but I've always done events as well. But during the pandemic, I sold my entire like event setup and I want to redo it. But I could also use a little more cash before yeah. <laughs> I fully do it. Because now right. I know better, you know, of like what it takes, what's needed and the stuff I really want to get is expensive. Mm-hmm. I want to get the good shit <laughs> yeah. that breaks down super low, like it super small. On its own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to custom make this shit. Yeah. So it may be this year and it may be that we come out for Valentine's Day for mm-hmm. our first big event because we're hosting one anyway. <laughs> so, oh, fun. I know. I was thinking about asking you to make some like dirty stuff for that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can totally do that. I can totally make dirty stuff for that. (laughs) It could be really fun. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get it in town? I don't know. I don't know. Hit Um, me up, though. (laughs) Hit hit up Haley. Yeah. Hit up uh, Busy Craft Bee and Honey. Oh, my gosh. I just said it wrong. (laughs) The Busy Craft Bee and Honey Bee Fiber Company. Honey Bee Fiber Company. It is a mouthful. (laughs) But I like how you have multiple things. I do. And it's so important. So as you were saying before, you don't have this as your primary source of income. Mm -hmm. So you have a a day job. I do. Yes. And I mean, that's a customer service job and a management job running a retail shop. Mm -hmm. So you're getting all the skills that you need and practicing them all day, every day. It has absolutely taught me a lot. Not only has it taught me how to market to the person that maybe I wasn't selling to in the beginning, but now could. Mm-hmm. Because I know her habits and her likes and dislikes, but also what's on trend. I mean, yeah. I see it in store, so I'm able to adapt it to my business. It's so smart. And honestly, I've worked at the company that she works at now before. Not that we're like trying to not say it, but like <laughs> we have both worked there. And yeah. I learned so much about running a business from working 
in another business. Mm-hmm. And I agree that they still have kind of like that small mentality, like they small do. business mentality, because they are such small shops. So I think it's just a really important experience to have. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of yeah. control of what goes on in day to day, especially mm-hmm. with visuals and the way I interact with guests. So it really helps in my day to day life with my companies. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, when I was running the hangar, which I haven't really talked about a ton on here, but I have had multiple businesses. I've had six now. Yeah, (laughs) blows my mind. (laughs) But my second one, I was running it and I was happy when I made like $500 in a week, which was barely enough to pay my rent and just trying to figure it out. Silly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was cool. It was my first like storefront And I filled it with like consignment clothing to help me fill it for the clothing that I was making. I was Mm -hmm. hand making clothing, but it was all like cotton and lots of zippers. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) I sold a lot of aprons. I sold a lot of aprons, actually. I made really cute aprons and I had an embroidery machine. So I had to embroider it with your name on it. Like it was cute. And lots of little dresses and just bright colored stuff, which I have always loved. But it just wasn't set up well as a business. So I left that and I started working at Charlotte Roos as a store manager and our assistant store manager. And I learned so much because I didn't go to school for fashion or business. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yep. You do learn so much by working for others. And I love the idea that by working for others, you're being paid to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's the best. Yep. Every Nobody day. fucking pays me to learn shit. I'm like, can somebody pay me to learn now? No. I pay for my employees to learn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And develop their skills. And I love every time that they do for their own development and for, of course, the business's development as well. So I love that you still, you know, consider that the way you think about your job is not in a negative way, but it's in a way of like learning, Mm -hmm. education. Yeah. And development for yourself. And you said before, I think that this crochet business and knitting business, and the busy craft bee, like it isn't going to be your full thing, your full time job. Are you working towards that? Not you don't have to. Really? Yeah. No. Um, I so kinda... many people do that. I feel like we need to yeah. normalize like it's OK to have multiple side hustles. And I know that you do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not necessarily trying to get rid of my nine to five. I know that eventually with the amount of businesses that I have under my Etsy Mm -hmm. accounts, that eventually it will be overwhelming to do both. Yeah. And I will sacrifice that nine to five so fast. (laughs) (laughs) But I've kind of loved the idea of micro businesses and so I have a bunch of Etsy accounts that have just been slowly supporting me more and more every year so I don't know if I'd focus on any one specifically to grow large and be a big company but yeah I'm gonna keep making Etsy's yeah making them support me it's like making a new Etsy for a new brand almost right Mm -hmm. is that what you're saying yeah or a different type of medium yeah yeah one of the most beautiful things that I saw that you did was you created patterns for your designs because you were sharing your art with the world and you're, like you said, you can only make so many. Mm-hmm. We can only have so much carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a limit, a physical limit that you can reach. But by selling your patterns, you now have a passive revenue stream of you don't have to make it every single time, but giving access 
to someone for that pattern that you did all the mental math behind Mm -hmm. is beautiful. But and it's something that I like am looking at maybe diving into with digitizing my patterns and potentially selling them as clothing patterns, as dresses and jumpsuits and everything. Were you nervous to start that? I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I was very nervous. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different sides to it. You're letting go of your little baby, something that you've created. And you're also putting it out there for judgment, too. Yeah. Somebody's going to look at it and be like, mm, this wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was scary. That's scary. Yeah, it's really scary. And But I knew that I couldn't keep making blankets over and over and over again and support myself the way that I wanted to. So creating the passive income through creating a pattern and giving somebody else the opportunity to make the blanket that maybe couldn't either afford to wait for mine or didn't want to wait, which yeah. sometimes my wait list is over two years long. Dang girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in demand. So it's it gave me a way to support myself and support others. And I've really liked the process so far. It's been really rewarding. Wow. And do you find that a lot of people that are making them are making them for their friends and family and just wanted to utilize your education and your pattern to make that handmade gift that that came from them. Oh yeah. It's mostly people making it for someone else in their life rather than to sell. And that I was surprised about that. I truly, one of the other things I was scared about was that somebody was going to take it and resell it. And I gave full permission in the pattern to sell the product that they make from it, but it was still kind of scary thinking that somebody else could create a brand or a business with my stuff and there would be two of us, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see that happening a lot. And even if they did, it wasn't in the way that mine was. Yeah, it's interesting to see. And even I view it as a way to educate your future staff in a way. So there's so many times where, like we said, it's, it is limiting how much you can make and how much you can sit down and do like just physically by yourself. So you now have this like network of people that you can either hire mm-hmm. one day if you want to, or you can be a great referral to them. Yeah. For them to make their own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're I've, like creating opportunity for others. Yeah, I've absolutely outsourced to somebody before. And that was a little bit hard too when that happened. But I went viral on TikTok and I had about 16 blanket orders over the course of like 48 hours. Dang. So I could, These are like the Pokemon blankets, yeah, these right? These are the Pokemon yeah. blankets, okay. yeah. Everybody lost their mind yeah. when I posted that TikTok. <laughs> I had messages coming from everywhere. And I took the 16 that either I hadn't done the Pokemon before or I had a lot of the yarn on hand. So I was cutting out and like picking and choosing because I could at that point. And I had to find somebody who had already bought a lot of my patterns and she was always tagging me on Instagram and her tension looked the same. The blankets turned out the same. So it looked like she had the same quality of work as me. And so I was able to refer her to three of the people that I picked and she was able to whip out those blankets just as fast as I did. Amazing. Yeah. And now like she's probably so thankful that she had that opportunity Mm -hmm. and you created that space. Yeah, she was so excited. Oh, I love that, Haley. Thanks. Because it's so important. (laughs) Like, yeah, not everybody can do what we do. This is Mm -hmm. our art. We all do it a little differently and we do it in our own way and we all view it differently. But yeah, I've had a hard time keeping up with dress orders and I've hired seamstresses and, you know, it it might not have always worked because a lot of seamstresses want to make a one-off item where this is garment sewing. And we do have, I mean, we're making 
thousands of things Mm -hmm. and we do it in an assembly line. So you're doing the same thing over and over. Now, usually they're listening to a podcast or enjoying a show in their earphones or whatever. So they can always engage their mind, but it's a lot of meditative work in a way. Mm -hmm. Like I do my best thinking at the sewing machine. Oh yeah. And I'm sure when you're doing it, like you're used to doing it, the repetitive motion Mm -hmm. like I am Yep. to where you're like, okay, I'm basically just kinetic learning. Like I listen to podcasts as I do it. And one of my new favorites is just listen to true crime in between business podcasts, (laughs) especially spooky season. It's fun. And then it's like brings me in and out of like, okay, now I have time to process the business information while I'm Mm -hmm. listening to this crazy story, a true crime story. And it's just like, it's so good though, because I feel like I retain much more information that way. And not everybody does do that. Oh, yeah. I have like a little notepad next to me when I'm crocheting because I feel Mm. like I come up with so many ideas when I'm just sitting there doing the same stitch over and over and over again. Yeah. And so I write down everything that comes to my mind. It's not all legible in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes there's just a random word. I'm like, I have no idea what that was. Where'd that come from? Who knows? But I do that and I watch TV. But there's a lot of times that I look up and I realize 20 minutes have passed and I have not looked at the screen (laughs) once. So... (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just gotta to watch, you know, well, I'm always like watching some Housewives or Mm -hmm. something. Do you have a favorite show? Yeah. OC is your favorite? Yeah, it really is. No way. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think I've heard that very often. Yeah. Well, I bet. They're really hard to watch. They're a lot. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. New Jersey and Beverly Hills Mm, are are mine. Old school New Jersey was just so real. Yeah. (laughs) That one was hard to watch because you're like, is this illegal? Are they talking about illegal things and illegal families? Should they do that on TV? Well, and now it's like Salt Lake is my favorite, I think, Mm, currently. Well, it's the one that's now airing too. So like, mm, yes. But I do love Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. so, so much. And I love Potomac. I oh, watch that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. They're so fabulous. I know. I think I just love the glam. Yeah. So like for a long time, New York was my favorite because I loved Bethany mm-hmm. and I still do love her. I love her directness and her business savvy. And I feel like she was really one of the first people to take this platform really seriously. So that was interesting. Do you own a product-based business and want to take it to the next level? Or maybe you have an idea for creating and selling a product, but you're unsure of where to start. Well, hold on to your panties, (laughs) y'all. I have the event just for you. Introducing the Ultimate Product Party. UPP, or Ultimate Product Party, is a creative business conference for product-based business owners, but it ain't your typical business conference. It's a freaking party. The UPP co-hosts Allison and Kat bring the energy and the fun when it comes to growing and scaling your product-based business. UPP is thoughtfully curated to cover all the bases of your product business through 25 plus speakers and workshops. I'm talking taxes, legal, product photography, outsourcing, introducing new revenue streams, pricing and production, selling wholesale, business funding, and so much more. I spoke at their event in 2022, and I'm joining the party again in 2023 with a breakout workshop on business funding, cleverly titled Mary Fuck Kill. 
If this sounds like what you need to take action in your business, I want to see you at the Ultimate Product Party in Nashville on May 17th and 18th of 2023. The UPP party is happening at Clementine Hall, and word on the street is that it's going to be even more epic than last year. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the show notes and snag your ticket to join me at the Ultimate Product Party. I promise you won't regret it. So yeah, do love me some housewives. Mm -hmm. You've just... Sometimes you got to like dive into more educational moments (laughs) and sometimes you have to escape. Yeah. It's either escape or education. Well, when you're sitting crocheting on the couch at 27 years old, (laughs) you got to add a little drama where you can. (laughs) You've got to. I'm not doing it for myself. (laughs) Yeah. So you went viral on TikTok like Mm -hmm. multiple times? Only the ones I got so overwhelmed. I haven't kept up with it since then. Yeah. So so scared of that happening again. Yeah. And like it's it's scary in a good way, but I need to get my stuff together before I do that again. Yeah. And you're going into the holiday season Mm -hmm. working in a retail store. Like you've got work to do there too. So how do you keep up with this all year? A day at a time. That is it. Yeah. I, I prep for busy season throughout the year. Like I have a quota every single week of stuff that I have to make. Like right now I'm in the middle of beanie season for Halloween and I make candy corn beanies and I sell hundreds of those every year. Right. And the only way I'm able to keep up with that is if I make anywhere from five to 10 a week in various sizes that I know is going to be popular Mm -hmm. at the halfway through the year. And that is the only way I survive. (laughs) It's just a lot of prep. Oh my gosh. If you had to make something like you guys have to think that far ahead. So like Mm -hmm. in January, look back at your holiday season and say, what were my best sellers? What do I know is still going to be relevant? And candy corn beanies can definitely sell (laughs) every year. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say, and I know they do because I've sold them and I want one. (laughs) I literally had to sell one that I held back for myself because I was like, all right. I'll give this to you. They're cute as hell. They're so cute. like crazy every year. I love making candy corn beanies. Yeah. I like want to tell you how much we need them in the store, but I know you're overwhelmed. (laughs) I have one 16 piece order left and then I'm done. Then you're ready. I can get you something time for Halloween. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Maybe we just move on to holiday. I'm not ready to think about holiday. Yeah. Well, finish that order and let me know. We'll see where we're at. Either way, you have really good scrunchies that are all crocheted as well. And I'm obsessed with those and I could definitely use those. So we can always skip the beanies and do the scrunchies instead. Hell yeah. Yeah. All the things. Okay. So, so you have your nine to five job, you have busy craft bee and you have your fiber company, Mm -hmm. honey bee fiber co. And you have multiple other things that you do. So tell me a few of the other ones. And I love the way that you think about your different income streams. And I would love for you just to explain that to our listeners, because I feel like so much of what we're taught is that if you don't go all in with your business, like literally every cent that you have and every dollar that you make like has to be from that, Mm -hmm. then we're somehow doing it wrong. But guess what? We get to make it up for ourselves. And I feel like you're just such a great example of that. So will you tell all the people all the things that you got going on, but then also your philosophy around your side hustles. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So on top of all the 10 million things that I do, one of of my favorite things to do right now is DoorDash. And I know that sounds so weird, like favorite thing to do, but (laughs) it really is. DoorDash, yay. 
So on the side after work, I spend like one or two hours after work on my way home doing DoorDash and I designate it to specific areas of my life. Right now it is just electric. <laughs> the electric bill yeah. gets paid by DoorDash. Taking care of the electric so I don't have to think about it with my salary. So there's yeah. less money that I have to think about like and pull allocate. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily the not having to budget for it anymore. I'm just able to shove it somewhere else. And it's mm-hmm. you move it around. It's all a game. And you gotta figure out how to pay certain things with a new spot in income which is why I keep opening up Etsy's, which is why I keep doing side hustles because I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to have to think about my Wi-Fi bill. What can I do to make $45 this month, every month? And then you just do it and it's done with. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're making a game of it. Yeah. And that you recognize that all this bullshit is made up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Everything in our society was made up by somebody. Mm -hmm. And we get to be a part of that and interact with it however we want to. So if we want to interact with it in a negative way and be like, I hate this stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's one way to do it, but it's it gets old. Yeah, and it does. <laughs> frustrating. Yep. And you're just like, dude, what if I just didn't think of this in such a terrible way? Mm-hmm. What if I thought, well, I could add DoorDash to my life and maybe drive around, listen to some podcasts or yep. some, your favorite music. I'm actually considering putting WOW on DoorDash and I was supposed to have a meeting that I messed up. So now I need to like call them again. <laughs> but for holiday season, especially like, yeah. you know, we're going to be open every day. And if mm-hmm. somebody needs a quick gift, we could h- handle it. Yep. So, and I want to say it was like 15% or 20%, but it was at least something that was doable. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so maybe look for me on DoorDash here soon when you're <laughs> delivering. Be like, are there any WOW orders? Yeah, DoorDash is for everything now. It's everything. so much stuff. Yep. Like even the fact that it was just like restaurants or felt like that. Mm-hmm. And now like, I mean, especially with like everything with the pandemic, like I had so many times where I needed stuff where I didn't feel well or where I was too high to leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered a dozen donuts. It's fine. Sometimes that's just what you got to do when you have yeah. a little edible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not even like a weird thing to think about it anymore. And it's just, to me, I see it as like convenience. Mm-hmm. We're all paying for that convenience anyway. Yep. So if you really need a convenient gift and you forgot, or you just, maybe you just don't want to go out because you're too high on your couch playing Animal Crossing like me. <laughs> But if you're doing that and you're like, oh, I forgot to get a gift for my friend's birthday tomorrow. Maybe my friend just went through a breakup. You know, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of like block his number shit. So or block their number shit, too. We've got it for everybody. So like there's so much that, you know, convenience and the gift shop could benefit from. Oh, yeah. It's like just picture. It's the new like 1-800 flowers. Yeah. You're able to just get merchandise from your favorite store or their favorite store and just send it right to them. I think I should do it. Mm -hmm. I think you should too. I think it'd be really cool. You must be able to pick what goes on there so I can make sure my stuff has a good margin. Yeah. Kind of like making a menu for a restaurant. They put certain foods on there. Some they don't or Mm -hmm. some they make different. So I bet you could. That's true. Restaurants don't have to sell everything. Mm -mm. So I mean, even if I put like Four things on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't get every donut at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> I can only get an assortment or a glazed dozen. Yeah. Put some gift boxes on there. I should. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> creative ideas come from everywhere. Yes, they do. And I should call them. 
I'm pretty sure it was a girl that reached out to you. So like that just is even just a good vibe. And I'm like, hey, hey, boo, tell me the real deal. How much money does this cost? <laughs> and what is my menu going to look like? <laughs> yeah, I'm even looking at there's this add on on Shopify that I learned about at the ultimate product party and something I would actually love to talk to you about because you might benefit from going with me next year. I'm going to be a speaker. I just got approved. I'm really excited. That's awesome. The topic's going to be business funding, marry, fuck, kill. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Yeah. I think it'll be fun. And again, it's like a way to have like fun with funding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was there and they were talking about like, okay, we're all just trying to make more money. And if we sell on additional marketplaces like DoorDash, like we just talked about, if we're selling on Shopify on our own website, but I want to add maybe selling on Etsy as well, but I don't want to take the time to redo every fucking product. Mm -hmm. There's so many products on my website and not every vendor is going to be okay with me selling on Etsy because they sell on Etsy, but I can sell my wow originals, at least start there. Mm -hmm. And I can request if other people would like to sell because I'm only going to be purchasing more from you if we're selling more. So it really does benefit us all. Mm-hmm. And I truly, as I've said so many times, don't see it as competition. Girl, we're collaborating. No, the everyday consumer is not going to see it either. They you put know. your branding on it, they're yeah. not even going to think twice that it's in two shops. Again, it's just convenience. And if they see it in front of their face mm-hmm. right at the right time, that's when they buy it. Yep. So I've even considered, okay, I'm looking at becoming an Amazon seller mm-hmm. and selling our products on Amazon. Yeah. And it's just another thing of... Being against Amazon (laughs) hasn't always worked because guess what? The world's changing just like DoorDash. You know, we've heard so many things about it, but if we can have additional marketplaces to sell our products that in turn, because I know our products are great, have good margins, everything that will put more money in the wallets of women by us selling them there. We got to just do what we got to do. Yep. They're paying for convenience. They might have never heard of WOW as a brand, but maybe they find the no scrub shirt on (laughs) on Amazon or the Jolene you can have him t-shirt that we've made on Amazon. Mm -hmm. If they can find it there, we ship just as fast. So if they can find it there, if it's in stock, it's coming to you very fast, especially holiday. We're getting them out immediately. We have a whole fulfillment area ready to go. So if I can add us to additional marketplaces and people are finding us that wouldn't have found us otherwise, it's going to provide more money that I use, even though it was sold on Amazon. And we know Jeff Bezos is annoying. But like if I I'm going to become a generous millionaire like Dolly Parton. So I got to get as many places as possible. Necessary evil to get there. Exactly. Sometimes there is that. And so I'm even like, as I say this out loud, I'm even processing it with you because I trust you and love you. (laughs) And I'm just uh, letting everybody else listen on my external processing journey here. But I, there's a, an app called Cellbrite that my friend Jackie, who stayed with me at Ultimate Product Party and was a breakout speaker, talked about how she can add this app to her Shopify store and it takes the products and puts them on additional marketplaces. Mm. So I don't have to do additional. There's some work. Like I had to set up as an Etsy seller. I'm still getting set up as an yeah. Amazon seller. Yeah, There's some, but that's it's not as much as I thought. So if I can offer additional opportunities for us all to make more money, I should fucking do it. Hell yeah, dude. Do like, it. Do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so watch out Etsy. 
watch out DoorDash, watch out Amazon. <laughs> You're going to be able to get our shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make WoW the woman-owned Amazon. Like, let's go. It's literally just going to bring them back to your brand. Yeah. I mean, it's a necessary evil for now. For now. For but now. if it's a way to get acquire a new customer Hell yeah. and get their mindset around shopping woman-owned, mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Yeah. I'm going to put us everywhere. Absolutely. You've created thoughtful brands that mm-hmm. make people think about it, too. So mm-hmm. if you get somebody to buy something from your shop, they're going to learn about the history of the place. Yeah. So it it could change people. It could change their minds about it. And if that's through Amazon, that's through Amazon. Yeah. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that. Amazon seller called me back <laughs> and the, the DoorDash one. I just needed a little time to get the podcast finished to get past Nulu Fest, which ended up being our best sales day yeah, ever. Yeah. So exciting. And now I have new goals for my next best sales day. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe it'll be because we're on all of these platforms that that yeah. day happens sooner than it would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I do love how you think about separating out your different side hustles for different bills Mm -hmm. or different, you know, maybe it's saving for a vacation. Maybe it's saving for your own holiday shopping that you want to do for your friends. Like you can add on additional things. And there's this beautiful book. I'm not sure if you've read it yet. That says we should all be millionaires. It's called that by Rachel Rogers. It's on my list. Girl, read it. I need to. I've listened to it as I was sewing. Listen to it as you crochet. Yep. All you makers listening (laughs) as you're making your candles or making your jewelry or doing whatever in prep for holiday. Listen, Rachel Rogers is amazing. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. But thinking about how much we have to do to make those millions and where Mm -hmm. we get to outsource and where we get to put it into places that are very intentional. Like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I want out of this world. Yeah. And I feel like she explains taking away the guilt around making money in that book in such a beautiful way. And she also addresses so much for, you know, minority women as well. And it's kind of based off the idea of like that we should all be feminist. Like, duh, of course. So now I'm like, duh, we should all be millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) And like just the amazing things that women do with money is so fucking beautiful and that book Mm -hmm. is such a great explanation of all of that and such an easy listen or read and it's just a really good one for the shelf so please pick one up and now that you know it's recommended go get it i'm gonna move for yourself babe move it on up on my list that'll be next for sure because i follow her on tiktok and she's fabulous yeah. Oh, so. um, you know what? I don't follow her on TikTok and I'm about to. Oh, she's good. Ooh. Yeah. I listened to Hello 7, the podcast. It's her podcast. Mm-hmm. She bought like a ranch. You know, she lives on a <laughs> ranch with her husband and her yeah. kids and she has a private chef and like she's definitely past where I am. Damn. Like financially. <laughs> And of course, you know, there's so much, but there's so much that we have to look at as to see that it's even possible to live. Like those are the things that bring her joy. Mm -hmm. That's not exactly how I would spend my money, but that's what brings her joy. And I just love listening to other people who have information about opening up your money mindset and listening to your money story Mm -hmm. and accepting where you are today and making it easier to expand This is the entire point I wanted to make with my long tangent. (laughs) She teaches so much about expanding versus shrinking. And we talked about that in another podcast episode, I believe. And the idea that you have to shrink to your budget makes it so negative. Yeah. You feel we've been making women small. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be small. I kind of am small. (laughs) I'm (laughs) 5'2". But like, 
I want to expand my mindset, yeah. expand my revenue streams and expand to open up more possibilities mm-hmm. than shrink myself to my current situation. That's not it. Yeah. Shrinking, isn't it? Yeah. And when I see you and I see you doing all these different things, I'm like, she has that mindset of expansion. Oh, yeah. And I love that about you. Thanks. It's yeah. so inspiring, Haley. So Thank inspiring. You. I just want to see how little I can take out of my salary because yeah. it's not about it's not about budgeting different or just using less of it to save it. It's about what can I take away from using my salary so I can put that into a different category and build that faster than it was originally. So anything that I don't use for my salary goes right back into my dividend stocks that are eventually going to give me freedom in the future to do whatever I want whenever I want. Talk dirty to me about stocks. <laughs> I could all day long. <laughs> mm, we need a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I told you before, but I opened a Roth IRA mm. account with Charles Schwab. Yeah. I haven't put any money in it yet. And I am going to today. <laughs> yeah, do it. Tonight. Do it. I'm not going to wait anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just, I have a little bit of a block about investing in stocks. Mm-hmm. Is there any like starter information you can give me? Like I do have stocks with my husband. We own our home. Like I have a lot of investments, obviously. And wow, in the new black, I'm invested in another friend's business. I can invest. And for some reason, the stocks part, I usually communicate with him on, but I Mm want to have my own. So how do I, I don't know. Do I just start with the big ones? I don't know because I started really small. Yeah. I started on Robin Hood where you do like little partial. Yeah. So I could just buy whatever. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have to invest like all my money into one stock. Buy what you believe in. That's true. Support what you believe in. Just put my money where my heart is. Absolutely. Like I do every day. And then I also, I love dividend stocks, like I mentioned. So try that. I mean, do one that has a high dividend yield that pays out monthly. Yeah. So you can start seeing money coming in because that'll make you feel really good about what you're doing. Does the money coming into your account stay in the account until you move it out and then you just buy more stuff with it? It depends on what platform you're on okay. and how you designate it. I just reinvest my dividend yeah. back into the same stock that was paying me. So the next payout is bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. Snowball that shit. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. AT&T is a good one to start with. Okay. So, yeah. Any of those. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put my money there. I know. I pay them enough. Yeah. And it's bad. True that. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah, they just up my prices. Like now I pay them $40 a month than I used to. Wait, is Spectrum AT&T? I got backwards. I don't think so. I think they're separate. Yeah. JK, sorry, AT&T, my bad. I don't know anything about you. Okay, so start with dividend stocks where you get paid out monthly. Mm-hmm. That is exciting. Yeah. Girl, I want to do this right now. I know. It feels really good when you see it. And yeah. it starts out small. But eventually it'll get bigger and bigger and you'll see where your money's going and how much you're getting back. And then eventually you'll start getting something like paychecks from it. And it's it's going to be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. So if I started, okay, if I started as low as like 20 bucks, you're saying I could do something? Easily. Something. Easily. Oh my God, I love you. I love you for telling me this. You know, sometimes you look at somebody, you guys are probably looking at me being like this bitch. She talks about money all the time. Exactly what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> this bitch. Amanda, you think I got all this shit together. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of shit together. More than I used to. But I was letting this silly, I don't know, block. 
keep me from making more money. I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And I talk about it every day. And I live in this world. And Haley just allowed me, she just gave me that little bit of like permission or nudge. Actually, you gave me the evidence. That's what you gave me. I think of everything, especially with confidence around evidence. I need to see something that shows me. So by sharing and like literally breaking down these barriers around like the taboo of speaking about money is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. And making people feel good about where they're at is what I do all the time and allowing myself to feel good at where I'm at. And I feel like I've gotten so far with that, but now I'm ready for my next thing. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the next challenge and I'm ready for the next evidence like you just provided me. Next expansion. The next expansion, the next money maker, and the next revenue stream in my life. And I think it's not as hard as I think it is. I'm just making it harder than it is. It's not. And you honestly don't have to know that much about it. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, it's just a little bit of a gamble, but mm -hmm. then you learn. Mm -hmm. It's It's an intimidating. And I don't know shit about shit when it comes to stocks, (laughs) but I am making money. And that's all I got to know for right now. I don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As. Oh, she. As Ozarks. What's her name? Oh, she was so good on Ozarks. I don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) That's what she says. And I love that you said, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to stock, but you're making money doing it. Yep. I'm learning as I go. So y'all, you don't have to know shit about shit. You don't. To make money at stocks. (laughs) Yep. I love it. Honestly, you just totally broke down any wall that I had up against it that I was like nervous about. So thanks. Welcome. Thanks for helping put money in my wallet. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. All right, well, maybe I should just leave it there because, hey, I'm about to go put money in my Charles Schwab account Mm -hmm. and um, start making more. Yep. Well, thank you, Haley. You're welcome. So, Haley, (laughs) we have all these money makers listening and we know you're overwhelmed with your amazing businesses and that you've got so much going on. But how can the money makers listening put money into your wallet? How can they hire you? How can they love on you? How can they thank you for breaking down the barriers around stocks for them and starting with $20 (laughs) like you did for me? How can they interact with you? Well, they can find me at The Busy Craft Bee on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy, as well as at Honeybee Fiber Co. on Instagram and Etsy. Nice. Yep. And they can get a Pokemon blanket. Yep. Except there's a wait list. Yeah. Not right now. You can't. (laughs) You can get a candy corn hat right now. Yeah. You can look at pictures of them on my Instagram, but that's about it right now. (laughs) Yeah. Dream about them. Put them on your vision board. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about buying vision board kits from this woman owned business for the new year. Oh, fun. Don't you think? Yeah, that's fun. I think I should. Yeah. All right. We will. (laughs) Thanks. She's just helping me make all the decisions. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Sometimes you just have decision fatigue and you can't. Mm-mm. You just can't. Well, thank you again, Haley, for helping me make decisions and break down barriers and invest in stocks. I'm into it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really love this. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And money makers, go out there and make that money. If you want to put more money into the wallets of women like we do, then check out our website, thewomanownedwallet.com. And we can't wait to continue the conversation on our social media. So definitely follow us on our Instagram at womanowned.wallet and on TikTok at womanownedwallet. You can support us by following our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a review. 
Thank you for listening to Woman Owned Wallet, the podcast. 